What is up? Welcome back to the Cajun and Eskimo show from Bayou's to Igloos. I am your host, the Cajun Libertarian. And now that I've bumped her to the tiny screen, there's your co-host, the Eskimo hashtag don't salt my food libertarian. Yes, I had to do it. How are you? I had salt in my food. I had a lot of salt <laughs> in my food. <laughs> I don't add anything spicy, like anything worse than mayonnaise. Right, right. <laughs> right. So I tried to tag, I tried to hit Matt right with that too, but he said he likes spicy food. He's just allergic to shellfish, but oh. um, he is a mayo lover. Yeah, so. he is. Yeah, I tell people I don't like bacon, and they're like, what? And I'm like, okay, but it makes me really sick when I have pig. And they're like, okay, well, you can't fight that, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, look, if it's going to make you sick, don't mess with it. So um, yeah. <clears throat> happy Father's Day to all the fathers out there. Um, happy Father's Day to you, too. Oh, thank you. Yeah, and happy Father's Day to your husband as well. Um, <laughs> I'm looking, so I can see the comments now. And Liberty Shamrocker, aka Connie, says mayo is too spicy for Eskimo. I'm kidding, she didn't put in Eskimo, she just said mayo is too spicy. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, so how is your uh, how is your husband's Father's Day going? Um, it's going good. I mean, we're behind by a few hours, so we've mainly slept in and uh. We're still eating breakfast, and I am having just my second cup of coffee, so we really slept in. We got in late and uh, did a whole bunch of fishing this weekend, so we're just chilling today. <laughs> I love it. How did that go? I went, uh, okay, well, we didn't catch anything this time, but we had a lot of fun, and uh, I actually got to, so we went with our state's vice chair, who is Alex Coker, and um I also got to meet Carla from Art by Carla. I love her work. She does some oh, great libertarian comics. So yeah, I got to meet her and her little baby. And she's so cute. And yeah, it was just a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. I saw the picture. I've seen some, uh, a lot of artwork from Carla. Her, yeah. yeah. Art by Carla. And so a lot, a lot of libertarian work. How is she in Alaska or how, how did y'all meet up? Yeah. So she's currently in Alaska and um, so their family is like Coast Guard. So they move around and stuff like that. But for now she's here in Alaska and she does like tours for Exit Glacier and uh, does a whole bunch of artwork, a lot of mermaid stuff. And it's really pretty. And she also does a lot of like um, different types of comics. So like political comics and uh uh stuff about like veterans she does a lot of stuff for veterans too um i know she made this one comic about joe jorgensen and how like she could finish a bottle of whiskey and still talk more fluently than uh biden <laughs> that's the one that like really got popular so uh, she ain't wrong though she ain't wrong yeah. brian lamar <laughs> says these my people's right here appreciate it uh ashley greer smoot asks what fish will you be kissing today oh my god Valid question. Uh, well, let's see. Um, well, I'll probably cook some red salmon later, so I'll be eating some red salmon most likely. But we'll see. <laughs> I don't have any fish props with me today. Sorry. <laughs> no fish props. No fish props. Not uh, today. Chris, Chris Darnell says he's moving to Texas because everything is bigger in Texas. Oh my god. 
that will never go away. <laughs> no, nor should it. And so I, I, I am touching things that I'm not supposed to over here on this restream thing, seeing y'all's comments. Uh, apparently, it's given me the option to show them. So if you see them, hallelujah. I'm not sure what is going on, but at least we can see the comments. And that is awesome. Yeah. For we sure. can't see if I hit uh, show comments on here on the restream. So what look, give everybody an idea what's going on here. I am double screening right now. I'm looking on one laptop at the restream that we at Muddied Waters use. And we're at you're you're seeing us here on StreamYard, which is the software that I use. So if it's showing the comments, it's not going to show here on our end. Uh, I don't think they are showing. But oh, that's a good question. William G. Eskimo, are you a Slayer fan? Uh yeah. I figured someone was going to say something, but yeah, I listen to a wide range of music, and um, I do play rugby. And I do need things to hype me up for rugby. <laughs> so, yeah, I listen to so many different genres of music, though. Oh, that's good. Uh, I, I do the same as well. I, I think a wide variety of, of music is very important. Um, I'm trying not to get too distracted here. It's okay. I think it's kind of funny because people are usually surprised okay. by that because okay. they think, oh, you're so like cute and adorable. And then here I am just like jamming out, get myself pumped, ready for rugby and like, yeah, let's go, guys. <laughs> <laughs> so. so Connie tells us that the comments are not showing on the screen. Good deal. So I kind of I, I wish we could do that, but that's not happening. But that makes my life easier over here messing with software that I have no business messing with, but I am forced to do so. And we will hope for the best in this show. Our second show, Cajun and Eskimo from Bayous to Igloos. Um, I guess we'll, we'll uh, start this next segment off with an ad. Cumberland Cannabis Company, based out of Tennessee by a local restaurant owner who has been recently arrested for some nonsense. So please, Support Cumberland Cannabis Company, very localized, uh, awesome, big supporters of Muddy Waters Media. And so, um, obviously, if they're getting uh, in trouble with the law over Liberty Movement, then we need to support them. So please do as they support us. Cumberland, Cumberland Cannabis Company, find them online. They're a Tennessee-based company. Awesome. Thank you. You should say that three times fast. Cumberland, 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 Cumberland. I lost it. I was, I got overly arrogant there. <laughs> Reading and talking are not the same thing. Right. Cumberland cannabis, Cumberland cannabis, Cumberland cannabis company. There we go. Good job. Nailed it. Nailed it. <laughs> this one's much easier to say three times fast, but. Yeah, it's it's a triple C, so that's all in in a lot of syllables. Cumberland yeah. Cannabis Company, Cumberland Cannabis. I hope I'm not even gonna try it. I'm not even I hope it gets. It. Yeah, no, that's good. Yeah, I'll, I'll <laughs> no. take all the the brunt of uh, the embarrassment. No worries, I've got <laughs> it. I've lost the ability to be embarrassed after a decade of failing miserably on stage with music. So we're good. <laughs> Cumberland Cannabis Company. Times two. Perfect. <laughs> and uh so our next segment oh we haven't even moved on to this segment yet 
Sorry. Yeah. Our next. Our other sponsor. Sponsor. Yeah. Joe Soloski for Pennsylvania governor. He is the key to Pennsylvania success. Go support him. Yes. And if you don't know, Joe Soloski is the opening voice for the Matt and Spike show on Tuesdays. And then you have Spike on Wednesdays. And then you have Matt by himself doing an absolutely terrible job on Thursdays. <laughs> I don't know Joe well enough to make fun of him. Maybe I'll get to know him so that I can pick on him a little bit more. <laughs> but no it's hard. Doubt. I don't know the guy. <laughs> but uh, the little bit I've had uh, engagement with Mr. Joe has been quite uh, great. I, I really like the guy. I've got to get him on my show. We are, he's in the uh, he's in the spot where he's one of the guys next that I'm going to schedule. And so, nice. um, so far as I can tell, I really like Joe Soloski. Obviously, I'm gonna like him a bunch since he means. <laughs> no, again, this is gonna be bad. I'm seeing, <laughs> I'm seeing the comments pop up. Yeah, so Joe Soloski, running for governor of Pennsylvania. Love it. Perfect. Um, <laughs> so wins the rap battle, Thomas Queter says. Who swore up and down he doesn't do podcasts, but I convinced him to come on last night. And now Thomas Queter likes podcasts, but only with Cajun Whisk. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Sounds great. <laughs> well, <laughs> anyways. I have an amazing story for you folks. I've been teasing everyone about it. It's it's so great. I might tease you guys a little bit longer before I actually say it. <laughs> but yeah, I actually have a story from up here in Alaska that's um, I've been wanting to talk about and I just haven't gotten around to it to doing all the research. But the more I looked into it, the more I'm like, this needs to be out here. Like people need to be more outraged about this. So without further ado. I'm going to get started. So we all remember back in January 6th, how uh, there was that Trump rally. And uh, so this was, you know, to try, kind of try and uh, disrupt the inauguration and such and swearing in Joe Biden as president, all that shebang. So Trump had his rally. And afterwards, a bunch of folks went from the rally to the Capitol building and had that riot, you know, that invasion or whatever into the Capitol building. Um, the specifics on that is for a different story. So there are these two individuals who are Paul and Marilyn Huber, who actually were attending the pro-Trump rally. And afterwards, they went to the Capitol building, but they didn't go inside. They had a bunch of photos that they posted on Instagram of them all around, nothing inside the building. And they swear up and down that they didn't go into the building at all. And a lot of people can vouch for that. So these two individuals are important because uh, so they're actually from up here in Alaska, from Homer, Alaska. And for those that don't know, Homer is a very tiny town. It's absolutely gorgeous. If you ever get the chance to go to Homer, totally do it. It's great. I've seen a bunch of photos there. I've actually been there a few times. Um, it's just awesome. It's like a little fishing area and there's the Homer spit and uh, just a big fishing town. So Anyways, small town Alaska, these two individuals, they go to the pro-Trump rally, they go to the Capitol building, and then they come back home after that. And uh, so after the um, riot on the Capitol, Nancy Pelosi's laptop goes missing. And so a lot of people thought that was just a myth or a rumor or something. No, it's actually missing. And the FBI put out a photo of a person of interest on January 10th. So this is four days after the riot. So in February, there was a, well, 
beneficial to the FBI. Unnamed tipster that informed the FBI about an Instagram post by Paul Huber saying that the person of interest matched Paul Huber's wife, Marilyn Huber. And so this, this was sent like a month after that photo had been released. So I don't know who the tipster was or whatnot. Um, they're just going to be unnamed and anonymous. And that's how everyone will know it as. So, um, so this was back in February that that tip went into the FBI. April 28th. So this is multiple months later, you know, quite a bit of time later. The FBI raided Paul and Marilyn's home early in the morning. So April 28th, they, there were at least 12 different agents. There were FBI, Capitol Police, and other um, police agents that broke down their door in a no-knock raid and held them at gunpoint. So quite intense. During that time, um, Marilyn Huber was you know, demanding that they see a warrant. And the whole time she kept demanding for a warrant, the agents refused to show a warrant for at least two hours. And then they briefly flashed it at her and took it away and she was not able to read it. So she saw it, but she wasn't able to read it and see that this was a warrant that they could raid their home. So immediately, Paul and Marilyn were actually separated. They weren't allowed any water. They weren't allowed any bathroom breaks, nothing. And they were being interrogated and their whole house was being searched. And um, they were confiscating all their electronics. So their phones, their laptops, what have you. So uh, this is all being done at gunpoint, I remind you. You know, there's 12 different individuals holding these two individuals at gunpoint in their own home and practically illegally searching through everything. So um, one of the agents shows a photo of a woman and the photo conveniently only shows the woman's hair and coat and is showing this to Marilyn, asking her if this is her. So it was very, um, Marilyn has a, not necessarily generic hair, but it's a brunette and a puffy black coat, which I know a lot of women have puffy black coats. I have one. I know a lot of my friends have one. It's just that Columbia puffy black coat. You know what I'm talking about with a bunch of rolls, you know? So many women have that. So um, Marilyn was demanding to see a different photo. She's like, I can't tell based off of this photo. There's so many women that look like this. And rightfully so, you know, like. So they eventually show a different photo of the person of interest's face. And immediately... Marilyn's like, that's not me. So KJ, if you want to go ahead and put up that photo real quick. So the woman that you see on the left of your screen is Marilyn. The woman on the right is the person of interest. And here you can actually see lots of differences. First of all, Marilyn always wears a mask that has her name, Marilyn, on the mask. Um, her earlobes are uh, attached, whereas the woman on the right, her earlobes are not attached. Additionally, there's also um, earrings on the person of interest. And here we can obviously that Marilyn is not wearing earrings. Um, their hair color is different. They're wearing different outfits. In fact, Marilyn doesn't own a sweater with that same print, like that snowflake print, I guess you could say. But they're both wearing like puffy black coats and have kind of similar hair, except Marilyn's is parted a different way. Keep in mind, this is the photo that was on Instagram that um, the tipster said like, this is her, look, this is the photo and um, citing this Instagram photo right here. 
so uh, let me see. Yeah, so as you can see, they're wearing different outfits, earrings, earlobes, the arched eyebrows are different. Um, she's wearing a face mask. So tons of different differences on here. Keep in mind, Special Agent Wendy Terry in Anchorage went to Matthew Scoble, who was a federal magistrate in Anchorage. And Matthew said that this these pictures were 100% match. This is a judge saying that these two photos were 100% match. And so that was what allowed them to get that warrant to raid their home. So uh, after all these events and stuff, Paul and Marilyn actually created a website talking about their story and the mistakes that they believe that they made. So if you go to www.wethepeoplestand.org, they actually tell their story in their own words. They've been on a lot of different um, uh, interviews and stuff as well. So if you look it up, you know, the No Knock Raid and Homer, they'll definitely pull up on Google. But here they actually say it in their own words, uh, their story, and they give updates too on what is happening. Um, they also try and give a warning about the mistakes they made dealing with law enforcement, emphasizing that even if you are innocent and well-meaning, don't share information until you have a lawyer. Shut up. Get a lawyer. <laughs> Seriously, I see this everywhere where people say, shut up, get a lawyer, even if you are innocent. And uh, they also talk about other should have dones that were going on. So uh, they, these people are also active with uh, the Alaskans for Constitutional Rights. And that's part of the reason they were at the pro-Trump rally. Um, they're a civil rights activists group here in Alaska. And they um, pretty much promote civil rights, you know? And so they're very involved politically. Uh, unfortunately, they're Trump supporters, but you know, I don't fault them for that, you know, in this story. They, they still shouldn't have been treated this way. <laughs> so. There's a couple of things that I wanted to highlight in the story that are like really big, blaring, wrong things. First off, Nancy Pelosi's laptop is still lost. This confirms that Nancy Pelosi's laptop is somewhere out there. Talk about a security breach. And they thought it was with this couple in Alaska and did a no-knock raid lurking for looking for the laptop, which, by the way, Marilyn and Paul haven't had their laptops returned. They've had their phones returned. That was like multiple weeks later, though, after this raid. Their phones were finally returned back to them. But their laptops are still gone. And keep in mind, um, Marilyn actually gave the password and stuff on how to access their um, uh, electronics to the FBI, hoping that it would uh, expedite this whole process. And keep in mind, they were also held at gunpoint. Of course, people are going to comply when they're at gunpoint. <laughs> this is abuse. Okay. And then also, this is a no-knock raid in Alaska. Keep in mind, everyone in Alaska owns a gun. If someone is breaking down my door at odd hours of the day, well, at any hours of the day, really, I mean, they're most likely going to get shot. This is a huge safety thing for both law enforcement and for individuals that uh, live in that home that they are raiding. We've seen the result of no-knock raids where, you know, it's been a very unfortunate event where multiple people die, including innocent lives. So it was just crazy to me to hear that there was a no-knock raid in small town Alaska over a federal issue. Absolutely insane. 
I also want to highlight too, this is an example of harassment from law enforcement where they are, they're more concerned about being right than being just. Keep in mind, when Marilyn was looking at uh, these photos and saying, that's not me, the special agent threatened her with obstruction of justice because this woman, Marilyn, was saying, that's not me. And she was being threatened with obstruction of justice? That right there is harassment from law enforcement because they are so determined to be right and not to be just. So when you're dealing with law enforcement, shut the hell up, get a lawyer, which it's a very unfortunate that you have to get someone who's knowledgeable about the industry to make sure that you are okay and that your rights are upheld, even if you're innocent and well-meaning. Yeah, it's funny you say that because <clears throat> I'm, I'm sure it's Matt that jumped in, but it's um, it's Muddy Waters Media that said it, so I'm assuming it's Matt. But he said, when talking to the police, just shut up, shut up. And then Sarah Foster says, I shouldn't have to if I'm not doing anything wrong. And yeah, <clears throat> you're both right. But at the end of the day, this is the system that we live in. And so don't say anything to the police. Don't. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, no problem, for sure. And that's something to emphasize. Shut up. And they even talk about this in their website, the www.wethepeoplestand.org. And they emphasize that, like, don't say anything until you have a lawyer. All right. These people were using these tactics that were abusive and harassment. And these are two well-meaning individuals. So they did comply but their rights were just stamped, all trampled on. I mean, could you imagine that you're saying like, no, that's not me, I'm innocent, you know, while being interrogated. And then if you don't comply being threatened with obstruction of justice, that's insane. That's almost impeding on your fifth amendment rights in which you, um, that one is the, you don't have to incarcerate yourself. Yep. So. Just absolutely crazy story. Small town Alaska, Nancy Pelosi's laptop, no knock raid, and obstruction of justice sort of deal. Yeah, it, it's a wild story. And it I don't even know how to react to it because it's all the way in Alaska and it involves January 6th and Nancy Pelosi's laptop. I mean, that's effing crazy to me. And talking about your point just now, Ashley Shade is commenting, uh, hey, Ashley, uh, anything you say will be used against you. Silence is not guilt. So don't say anything because they will absolutely use anything and everything that they can to extort from you the maximum amount, even if that's For years sure. in jail. And it's really unfortunate that they have this emphasis on being right and the gotcha sort of moment as opposed to being just which is what they're supposed to be. You know, that's why we have law enforcement to uphold justice. But unfortunately, that is not the world we live in. And not a lot of folks know this. I mean, these people were innocent, well-meaning folks. And they had to deal with this. Their entire house being upended, completely destroyed from these 12 agents that held them at gunpoint for hours on end. 
Yeah, I mean, it. it, it <laughs> so when you're looking at, and I'm going off the cuff here, but that's what I do. Uh, when you're when we're looking at things in Canada right now, like it's crazy. It seems like, oh my God, that could never happen in the United States, where you have people getting arrested for holding church services or uh, gathering in parties of six. It can happen. It's happening. Listen to what Eskimo is talking about right now. It happened in Alaska. These people did nothing wrong, and they still no-knock raided their house. They completely violated just about every human rights uh, we can think of, let alone they broke the law. And, and look, in my personal opinion, it is what it is. They should all fel face felony charges. So should the judge. So should the district attorney, attorney because they broke the law. They invaded people's privacy and people's rights. They had no right to do so. Sorry. What's also crazy is like they so Marilyn was demanding to see a warrant and they wouldn't show her for at least two hours and then they wouldn't let her look at it. They just flashed it at her. So she saw the warrant, which is absolutely insane. So these people have no shame and trampling on your rights. You have a right to see a warrant. That's the Fourth Amendment right there. So that's why it's important to shut up and get a lawyer. I don't know how many more times I can say it, but shut yeah. up and get a lawyer. <laughs> yeah. Even if you're innocent. Yep. Even if you're innocent, don't take the chance because at the end of the day, they've got the attorneys on their side. They have the judicial, judicial system uh, on their side. So don't give them any freaking pebble to that they can bring against you in court just be quiet wait till you get an attorney wait till you understand what you can say and i'm saying you i shouldn't say that i'm saying we you know because there's a there's a potential that we can all wind up in this situation and um it doesn't look like it's going to really get any better at this point yeah just absolutely insane story and i think it's crazy that the judge said that this is a hundred percent match when there were obvious differences between the two photos. Absolutely insane, different outfits. Also, another one I didn't point out is that Marilyn uh, also had this big bag, like a big tote bag, like at least this big that she was carrying around too. And then the photos of the person of interest didn't have that bag. I mean, there's just so many differences. And I've also seen other photos of Marilyn and she doesn't look like that individual at all. She um, looks much skinnier and like her facial structure without a mask looks much more pointed. I mean, there's just, the the differences are endless, you know, but for someone to be like 100% match, go raid their home, don't have to knock, have and, at it. And it's not even close to 100% match and no sane human being that has rational thoughts in their head, judge or not, I don't care how long you went to school, you're not being rational if you're looking at those two pictures and saying that's 100% match. It's ridiculous. Come on. It's just tyranny. It's It stems from that gotcha moment. I mean, I mean, yes, I do want individuals to come to justice, but when it comes at the expense of innocent lives, and innocent people's rights. I mean, that's when you're going too far. So, yep. yeah, I, I mean, the story is just wild, uh, but it's not uncommon. And that's the problem is that we have to go. We have to be so careful with what we do on our end, but yet they can do whatever they want. doesn't matter. And they get away with it. 
you know, it, it's it's high time that we have to take the extra precautionary measures that we can protect ourselves in court, and then we can um, start to whittle away at these absurdly ridiculous or absurd ridiculous laws. I mean, this is in no knock raids. That's an easy one. Yeah. Come on. There's nobody has any, I don't care who you are. You don't have business entering somebody else's house without their consent. <clears throat> yeah. A no knock rate. And then also in small town, Alaska, you know how many people own guns up here? I mean, think about it. Like if someone exactly. came to your house, Cajun and knocked down your door at an odd hour, I mean, you would only think that person means ill will, right? And exactly. you would protect your family. That's exactly. just logic right there. And then you go that to jail for That creates an unsafe words. situation. Yeah. Yep. Or you get shot. Like Brianna Taylor. But big time. There, so uh, if at, this can happen to anyone in small town Alaska, this could literally happen to anyone. I mean, this is small town Alaska, <laughs> way out in the middle of nowhere. So, sorry, go ahead, Cajun. No, you're fine. Uh, I was just going to say that Ashley Shade makes a really good point here. There's nothing rational about our justice system. It's entirely reactionary, and I couldn't agree more. And corrupt and awful and one-sided. Not for us, it's for them. And it's really unfortunate because I do want to have faith in our justice system and, you know, policemen and all that. And there are good cops and justice individuals out there. There are, but there's so many bad apples that it's created this toxic environment. And people wonder why, you know, we don't necessarily blindly follow and uh, back the blue. You know, it's stories like this. <laughs> that are highly toxic and highly dangerous for individuals and they happen often enough. So it's, it's very unfortunate that it's like this, but this is the reality and I think people need to wake up to it. Yeah. And so that's part of our job here is because um, at the end of the day, the media is not going to show you what the facts really are. So it's our job to, to let people know. And uh, I believe Alaska is a pretty red state. Uh, I know Mississippi yeah. is. And uh, they're never going to hear these stories from Fox News or Glenn Beck or Sean Hannity. Um, you know, the, they might touch on them, but at the end of the day, it's still a big back the blue message when the blue is the, the, the tyranny that we're seeing. They're enforcing the tyranny coming down because this is utterly ridiculous. They, they, sorry, I will rant. <laughs> no, it's okay. It's true, though. I mean, it's, um, so Alaska is a very red state. Um, like overwhelmingly red state. And uh, it's just very unfortunate that stuff like this happens and it kind of, it bounces off of folks. It's like, do you realize the seriousness of this situation? All Unfortunately, right. we still have people that are blindly back backing the blue, which I would like to point out too. I have talked to cops and they say, um, no one hates a bad cop more than a good cop. And I still believe that's true. And so it must be very infuriating. And I think there needs to be more accountability and stories like this and stuff like this needs to be more widespread. It actually blew my mind, especially the more I uh, looked into this story, that this wasn't so widespread. I mean, this is the first time that a lot of these people are hearing of this story. A lot of our viewers and like even when I was teasing this to people like Matt Wright and he's like, what? What is this? I'm like, oh. Oh, you're gonna have to tune in. This is a good story. I can't believe you haven't heard this, you know. So, yeah, Matt, small town Alaska. Yeah, I mean that that that's incredible. 
Matt Wright's texting me right now, so I'm trying to figure out what he's trying to tell me because this is the perfect time for you to text me, Matt. Let me just say that. It's not um, like we're having a show or anything. <laughs> no, nah, but he's got a good point here. So I but I don't know what to do here. Uh he says chat app, hit launch in browser. I don't know. Well, well, hey, this is Muddied Waters, folks, and we are full of technical difficulties. There's no question. <laughs> I don't, I, I don't, it doesn't seem like we've done anything wrong here. It just seems like something uh, that would add extra. Morgan Dow says, Cajun Libertarian, go on the rant. Please rent. Gavin says, please rant, Cajun Libertarian. All right. I'll rant. They like hearing you rant. Look, as somebody who's been a, a victim of police brutality on multiple occasions behind closed doors before we had the access to uh, the technology that we have now, uh, number one, the first time I was ever arrested was in, uh, or I'm sorry, the first time I was beat when I was arrested was, you know, no cameras, holding tank. And all I did was, and everybody knows I love Jesus, okay? I'm just giving you the quote right here. All right, I'm walking by, I'm, I'm 20 years old, and... Um, I see the phone. So I'm like, all right. Yeah. You know, I've seen enough movies because that's exactly how this works. Um, Hey, there's the phone. Let me make a phone call and tell my mom I've been arrested. He says no. And just keeps walking me back to the holding tank where no one else was. And so I said, fuck you. Right. He didn't say anything. He just kept walking. We got into the holding tank. He closes the door and then he grabs me by the throat and starts picking me up off the ground with two hands by my throat and says, fuck me. And I'm like, yeah, still fuck you you know this is where we're at this is over with so i'm not letting back and then about four other cops rushed into the jail cell tackled me uh i had wound up with a couple of fractured ribs i think a broken nose they pepper sprayed me uh they beat me real i almost had to be hospitalized my mom was super pissed and um you know and all over because all because i offended this guy's pride over some words so the real issue here, and this is going to, and, and I'm I'm painting a picture here. The problem is accountability. The problem is arrogance. We've got, it's not just a bunch of bad actors within the police force. It is a freaking rotting disease that they have, that they believe that they're above the law. Okay. And then they don't have to be held accountable. And you can see this on camera all the time. You can argue with me, repubs, all you want. I live in a red state. We talk all the time. The fact of the matter is, is that they're arrogant and they're prideful and they don't believe that they have to be held accountable. And we are here to now tell you, no, we're going to hold you accountable. We are actively pursuing to end your qualified immunity so that you can be sued. Every cop should have a body camera plus one more, two, three, seven body cameras in case one goes out. And if you're actively uh, arresting people and your body camera is not on, you're automatically fired. I will, I, I, it drives me nuts. I hate arrogance. I hate this pride. Uh, I believe I grew up in an era where I was taught to believe that police are here to protect and serve and that they're supposed to put their, or, or they're supposed to put our safety and health uh, and protection first. So if you don't like the gig, don't sign up. Otherwise, you can kick the F rocks up out of here because we're dealing with this now and you are going to have to face the punishment that is coming. So be a good cop and all of the good cops that are out there, we support you. And the fact of the matter is, is that when good cops speak up, they get fired or worse. So that has to change immediately. We need to protect the good ones. We need to protect the good law enforcement because we have law enforcement. 
as anarchists as a lot of us want to be, we're not there. That's a lofty goal. We have law enforcement. We need to protect the good officers that are trying to put the bad officers and bad actors behind bars. And until we can take care of that one tiny, absolutely ridiculously simple step, we're still fighting an uphill battle. Because as long as good cops that are reporting bad cops are going to jail, getting fired, then we're kind of in a losing battle here. So accountability, uh, your time is running short. And I, I, I'm preaching to a bunch of libertarians here. <laughs> There's probably <laughs> no, no cops point. in here. <laughs> it just drives me up the wall because I've seen this arrogance multiple times behind closed doors. They don't care. They do not care about you. They don't care about anything but themselves. And then they make excuses about how hard their job is and how to don't sign up. Don't if you're going to no knock raid innocent people's homes or guilty people's homes and start flashing warrants around like you're above the law. Don't sign up because your time's coming to an end. Sorry, rant over. Welcome to my TED Talk. It's <laughs> it's a lot of great points, too. I mean, these are individuals, because I hear a lot of times, like, just comply. If you're innocent, just comply. These were individuals that were innocent, and they were just complying. However, with civil asset forfeiture, they don't have their electronics back except for the, just their phones. And they probably won't get their stuff back, even though they just complied at gunpoint, mind you. And... Their rights were trampled on everywhere and they were harassed and threatened. And it's quite unfortunate. And I need to, I felt the need to talk about this as well because just complying doesn't work. All right. And then even nope. if like uh what was that one state? There was a state recently and they made it a law that if you're insulting law officers, um, you can be arrested. Uh, did, you, did you hear about Kentucky. that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Kentucky. I think Kentucky, correct me in the comments if I'm wrong. I'm fairly certain it's Kentucky. That just shows you how ridiculous this is. How can you be arrested and charged for telling a cop something, for saying something? This is but absurd. But they can say it to you. They Go can say it to you. All day. And yeah. will. And will. And kneel on your neck for nine minutes until you die from murder. That's a thing, so, too, now. Uh, sorry. For sure. No, it's, it's true. It's true. You don't have to say sorry. It's true. And it's not a conspiracy theory. There's plenty of stories. There's plenty of evidence and videos and it's everywhere. And I am really upset when people don't look at it. They, they want to stick their fingers in their ears and go la la la. And like, no, nope, the cops are there for your safety, but there's too, there's too many problems. It's not perfect. I mean, I don't expect something to be perfect, but I don't expect innocent lives to be, you know, either harassed, abused and killed in the process you know, for the greater good. And it's not for the greater good. I mean, look at it. We have the highest incarceration rate in the world. I mean, we have what, 25% of the population of incarcerated individuals in the U.S. There's yep. obviously a problem here, folks. Yeah, and that's almost all the war on drugs, which is ridiculous because they're the ones that create the, the problem. For sure. And um, I actually have heard Spike talk about this and he does a much better job about talking about the um, this whole story of the war on drugs and how it's created the incarceration problem and like the influx of um, immigration and just all the problems um, getting into specifics about how this all comes together. So I will leave that story to him, but it's true. So, whew. man, yeah. I'm, I'm heated right now. <laughs> yeah, um, it's hot in here. <laughs> Yeah, here too. Um, yeah, it, it, this is a touchy, sensitive subject for me because as somebody who wants to be spiritually and mentally healthy, 
Um, I've worked very hard on trying to get rid of my bitterness for cops and look at them as individuals. Um, that's why I don't like ACAB. I think that's trash. You can keep that crap. Uh, they're not just actors of the state. I'm a veteran. I didn't sign up to be an actor for the state. I signed up for a, a lot of reasons. That wasn't it. Sorry. Uh, I don't believe that a lot of these cops do that. I think that they get in the system and this there's this quote unquote thin blue line and back the blue and that they're given this hero status just because they signed a piece of paper and put on an effing costume every day. No, you're not granted hero status because you signed up for a job. You sacrifice your life for others. Then, yes, you can you can have that award until that day. You are a public servant and you work for me. And you do what we tell you or else we fire your sheriff. So, and this is the way it's supposed to be. We are in charge. If you are on my payroll, we tell you what to do. You don't come at me all sideways just because you don't like my attitude. Sorry, you don't get that. I don't get to do that to you. I can't just beat you mercifully just because I don't like your attitude. And I don't want to. You know, shut up. A lot yeah, a lot of this has stems from um, the sort of it's important to be right and have like a good record. And so I think that's where it stems from. Being right has uh, become more important to these individuals than being just. And so that is like probably the biggest point I've been trying to drive with this story is the importance of these law enforcement harassing individuals so that they are right instead of being just. So. Yeah, well, it's arrogance. <laughs> Again, it's arrogance. It's pride. I've seen it. I've watched it. I've listened to it firsthand behind closed doors. I've been, I've been arrested almost double-digit times. I've got over double-digit charges. I've watched what these fools do behind closed doors. It's not what you think. If you're a back-to-blue person watching right now is who I'm talking to. Uh, I'm probably preaching to the choir for most of the people, but um, I've had these discussions at Great End with family members very close to me that are staunch conservatives. And when I pin them down with facts, the, the, the only back out that they have, the only back door that they have is, well, you shouldn't have been running your mouth. Like, are you, you know, you're on the dock next, right? When it, it, it isn't a cop that you like or somebody that supports your idea, you're next. Okay. We don't support. This is ridiculous. Oh, you shouldn't have ran your mouth. Are you serious? So that gives them, the right to legally beat and murder people and no knock raid their homes just because they can't. And that's what we're talking about in Alaska. These, these clowns just did it because they can. Oh, they're just following the law. They don't make them garbage. That's worse. They no knock raided a home. Wouldn't show the warrants. Didn't you say they got civil forfeit ash, uh, civil asset forfeiture, which is yeah. freaking theft. It's just stealing people, stealing, stealing people. Ha. Stealing people's stuff. So <laughs> I get keep in mind when it comes to civil asset forfeiture, the US government actually takes more than all the thieves combined when it comes to money. So the government is literally, I mean, not including taxes, because we all know that stuff, but civil asset forfeiture, the amount that is collected is more than all the theft in the US combined. How insane is that? On top of taxes and other forms of theft, but you know that that's a different story. <laughs> yep. Just pull you over, take your money, and then you have no chance. Done. And they're even finding ways to skirt uh, state laws now uh, when it comes to civil asset forfeiture. Where there are some uh, states that have put in some 
laws or um, whatever you want to, I think law to where they didn't have civil asset forfeiture, but then they just call in the feds and the state still gets like 80%. Then the feds get the 20%. So they're still, still stealing your stuff. I mean, just outright theft and burglary and criminals. And if you're doing this, you're a criminal. I don't care what costume you put on. If you're beating people because you got offended because you're that thin skin and such a chicken shit that you can't handle a couple words, you're a criminal. You're a felon. If you're murdering people because you don't like the way they act or they're selling loose cigarettes, you're a criminal. You're a murderer. And we need to find a way to hold these people accountable. I mean, this is... We have to end qualified immunity, number one. It already happened in New York City, and the cop, the police department put out a statement. And I watched it. I, I first caught it from Todd Hagopian's tweet, and literally it says, you're going to have to follow the law now because there's no qualified immunity. Like that For sure. To and um, just to add to it, so mm-hmm. yesterday I actually checked their website. They keep updates about, like, uh, when they're getting their stuff back. They've only gotten their phones back. They haven't gotten any of their electronics back. I checked yesterday on their website and that's where they're giving updates about the story. So this happened April 28th. We're, here we are in June, June 20th, Father's Day. Ooh. Um, so they still haven't gotten that back, which is insane. Keep in mind, these individuals also own a business. Um, they run an inn in Homer. So I can only imagine how many business documents and stuff that they have on their electronic devices that they need back. They're just trying to run a small business, folks. And then they're also promoting uh, civil rights, probably Alaskans for a constitutional rights group. How many documents and stuff do they have on there trying to promote civil rights in Alaska? So big story, guys. Big story. Big story. A couple of comments. Chris Darnell, imagine paying $200 for a mic setup in Eskimo still sounds better. Um, not sure where you got that math, uh, but you are from Tennessee. So no, I didn't pay $200. You paid more for yours than I did for mine. And I still sound better than you. So that's addressed. Um, Thomas Guider <laughs> says, where's when's the rap battle? Cajun, did you meet the real Jack Casey online yesterday? I don't know, Janice. Matt Wright says, hey, hey. I'm all the way back at the top, too, by the way. I'm looking for something very very specific that I saw our friend, our very, very dear friend post. Um, I'm not going to try to find it. Uh, Well, I mean, I just steal your friends. (laughs) I don't have friends. He says, well, asset forfeiture, my friends. (laughs) Right. Exactly. Um, all right. Well, I can't find it. So and we'll get to more comments here in a minute. Trust me. I, I, I promise. I'm you, not even but, trying uh, to look at the comments. I probably should. No, uh, <laughs> we're, was, we're still going through everything. I mean, this is just our second show. We're still combing through all the, all the stuff. <laughs> we're getting better at this folks. Very much. <laughs> so every, this is only our second one. So um, I, I think I'll be able to find it here on my left, but the, it's it's pretty cute and it's from a, a good friend and it's so cute. like as cute as my avatar let me let me uh, 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 it's yeah there we go <laughs> and i found it it says and this is from our dear friend jack casey oh cajun God. you haven't failed on the stage of my heart bro i want i want, I want you to see me thank you jack casey thank you <laughs> 
you are an exceptional mermail. There's wow. no question about it. All of that glory in those capri pants with absolutely no hair on his chest. It's simultaneously weird and glorious at the same time. You pulled that Whoa. from his OnlyFans, right? Yep, that's OnlyFans, <laughs> right? Yep, you can support Jack Casey at his OnlyFans, and you can support the Seafood Caucus at OnlyFans. Seafood Caucus is now over 1,400 members strong. Please join. Uh, we are killing it, which Jack Casey is going to head up our OnlyFans for the Seafood Caucus, and you can help him by buying his books off of Amazon or his website, worldgreen.com. Uh, the silver thread, silver, silver throned, throned. unsilver throne, in silver throned, and the royal green series <laughs> by Jack Casey. I knew what it was, and I tried to be funny by messing it up, and I just only messed it up without the funny. And that is the story of my life. So, Jack Casey, <laughs> royalgreen.com, my favorite phrase. Isn't his third book coming out this week? Uh, in three days, Jack, pa three Jack days. Casey's book is coming out in three days. So the next time you see me online, which is tomorrow night, uh, his book will be ready. Hashtag math. <laughs> Looks like you went to public school. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> oh, and if it's not out in three days, then um, Jack Casey, I'm coming after you and suing you. <laughs> yeah. We <laughs> Oh, man. We are Jack Casey. More bromance. <laughs> Joe Vasquez says, I hope I got that right. I think so. Uh, the Cajun and Eskimo show is now my second favorite podcast show. Uh, I don't know what your first is, but. It's the Eskimo show. Just Eskimo. My probably. chubby little cheeks. Probably. That's probably correct. My chubby cheeks of justice here. <laughs> chubby <laughs> cheeks of justice. So. You can support Eskimo Libertarian by PayPal, or you can go on her site and get some merchandise, which now she will be releasing a brand new shirt of exactly what she just said. Oh, I'll go make that. <laughs> Jack Casey's book ready in three days. Also tomorrow, you can buy your shirt from Eskimo Libertarian with the phrase that she just said pretty much right after this show ends. So no pressure on anybody at all. No pressure. <laughs> Absolutely none. And if you have any troubles at all legally, we can always hire our attorney that I never can remember the name of for the Muddy Waters Media and the FM anchor, anchor FM call in. What's his name? Come on. I know you know it. You think I watch Muddied Waters? Something, something, something. <laughs> attorney, anchor FM call in. Which we will have for you very soon, by the way, hopefully. It's okay. Not Tuesday, um, Muddy Wires of Freedom will highlight on that. And you guys can watch them then and, you know, talk about that guy. I don't know. I'm all the way in Alaska. This guy's from Florida. That's like literally the farthest state away. <laughs> thousands and thousands of miles away. Alex Flores says, can we contribute content? Just me eating shrimp in my boxers. Why do you need boxers? Just eat shrimp. Oh, he wants to join OnlyFins. Yeah, oh, join the Zebu okay. Caucus. <laughs> yeah. Our yes, OnlyFins yeah. content. We only have two photos. <laughs> and both of them are of Jack Casey looking like this. No, what? One's me where I'm kissing the fish. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
That'll yeah, because like if you more. guys haven't looked at our first episode, I kissed a fish. So go look, watch our first episode if you guys haven't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's in the promo video. It's in the intro video. I mean, it's glorious. Ye- well, Thank you, Matt Wright. <laughs> yeah, that is yeah. a killer promo video. Nice job, Matt. Good job. Yeah, absolutely. Excellent. Now that I've been up in the comments, I don't know where we're at on the Google Drive. This is why I don't do notes. Oh, nope, still lost. Well, you could talk about uh, you could talk about breaking boundaries event in Tunica, Mississippi. Yeah, yep. I had a little bit of uh, something prepared, and it was kind of funny because let me see if I can find it again. Somebody actually commented on it, and I, I wasn't expecting Morgan Dow did. I was not expecting anybody else to link Eskimo's story to what I had um, prepared. So I'll go into that real quick, and then we'll uh, we'll go into the tunica thing. Let me kick off the saltless wonder, Eskimo, and I will saltless wonder. <sighs> I don't know. That's just, bad. That's false advertisement. I use plenty of salt. I just make it up as me. I go. There's no telling. <laughs> so actually, what I wanted to just briefly touch on was a new kind of a recently new develop recent new development um from the biden admin that's going to make our situation a little bit worse um i'm going to get more coffee yeah do that (laughs) specifically as libertarians apparently um because they tried to lump us in with those um wandering people we'll go with people that rated the uh, rate of rated i hate that word because i saw like this old lady walking around the uh, uh, capital looking like she was lost trying to find the Cracker Barrel restaurant, but you know, whatever the capital riots, um, they tried to lump libertarians in with that. So you can expect these no knock raids to just kind of get worse until we can actually get a grip on things from a local level. Uh, the Biden admin has recently put out some things about domestic terrorism and guess what? He doesn't actually define any sort of domestic terrorist and quite literally anti-government is in the rhetoric. Uh, so now if you're just, I guess that means the founding fathers would have been domestic terrorists because they were pretty anti-government. Who knew? But yeah. So under federal law, domestic terrorism is defined as activities that involves acts dangerous to human life that are violations of the criminal laws of the United States or of any state appear to be intended intended to intimidate or coerce a civil population. Blah, 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 blah. A bunch of other generic language. That's the problem that I have with this is that the language is so freaking generic. And uh, and the fact that they just put in anything that they want. So who's defining what domestic terrorist is? And then they want to say that, they, oh, it's we're going to allow you to have your free speech. But who's defining what free speech is anymore? Because they're clearly not going by what the Constitution says. Uh, you can't just say what you want any longer. I mean, we can... just said that you can actually get uh, arrested for insulting a cop in Kentucky, for example. <laughs> That's a clear violation of free speech. Um, I got so caught up in your story. I knew I would. That's why I wanted that to go so long. And in the comments, I'm not going to try to mess with the rest of it, but I will let you know that uh, as of, let me check the date on here. I found this this morning. As a, and this is from state.gov. This is an official 
government website. United States joins Christchurch call to action to eliminate terrorist and violent extremist content online. That's a press statement from Ned Price, department spokesperson. And that's very recent, May 7th of 2021. Let me get to the actual content of it because again they try to say that they applaud the language of the bill saying that we're not we're going to protect the first amendment but at the same time the definitions of what they consider domestic terrorism and what defines a domestic terrorist are not clear so they can literally make up whatever they want to be a domestic terrorist that includes us and they already lumped us in with that on one six even though we weren't there Or most of us wasn't there. I wasn't there. I'm not a domestic terrorist. But because I'm a libertarian and post anti-government stuff, I will be considered by the DHS and the FBI um, domestic terrorists. Uh, I wanted to get to one specific part of it. And now that I'm under the gun, I'm not going <laughs> to no find it. I was going to say, I will be actually very disappointed if none of my family members report me as a domestic terrorist. <laughs> oh, yeah, there's always that, too, by the way. Now they're literally asking U.S. citizens to report each other. Sound familiar? I mean, it's absolutely absurd. I, there was something very important that was very important. This is why I do notes before the show. <laughs> so I would just like our listeners to know that we are exact opposites when it comes to writing notes before a show. <laughs> and it drives me nuts. <laughs> I had it all in my mind. Oh, I wouldn't okay. be able to find it in the notes either. Oh um, my gosh. <laughs> so anyway, a, a lot of it is just for this uh, Christchurch, and I hate the fact that they call it that because this doesn't seem at all like what Christians should be doing. Um, but that's the name that they gave it. And it is for extremist online content. Now they're trying to claim that it's to incite violence. Uh, they're, they're, quote, they're referencing the New Zealand attacks. Um, against houses of worship in Christchurch, New Zealand. Um, but again, they make the language so vague and so general that it really doesn't matter because they're able to just um, label whoever they want as a domestic terrorist now. And this is coming straight from the DHS and the FBI. So we've got to find some criminal justice reform. We've got to find a way to hold them accountable because as of right now, this is just getting worse and now we're we're the ones that are about to, to be targeted, even though we're this this isn't us. This is what we do. We don't advocate for violence. We don't support uh, violence to achieve political gain at all. But it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because they're going to label whoever they want a domestic terrorist at this point. And so it's extraordinarily important that we get on the ball and we contact our state reps. We contact our legislators. Uh, one of the big things that I'm going to do this week is given the platform that I have now had and Eskimo has herself, I'm actually going to, uh, and I don't think it's going to be very hard. I'm going to talk with uh, Rand Paul and Thomas Massey and be like, look, what can we do? Cause I, I know they're Republicans and you can eat me up for that. I don't care, but they seem to be allies in this department and so we're go I'm going to reach out to them and talk to them about how we can counter this from a state and local level, because this is very dangerous now. 
And we just gave you a great example of why this is dangerous because they're breaking the law. They're doing what they want. They're no knock rating. There's no accountability. Um, and, and it has to change immediately because now the plot thickens even worse. And for sure, and for people that virtue signal talking about just complying and such like that, these individuals that I highlighted in my story were just complaining and are just complying, not complaining, just complying. And look at the damage it did. I mean, the trampling on people's rights, it's absolutely shameless and there needs to be more accountability. And it's really dangerous when things are listed so vaguely that it can be bent to whoever's in charge's will and whatnot. And it's People need to realize how dangerous that is. Yep. And then I guess I didn't need the notes because really what I was wanting to say was that part where it says mm -hmm. anti-government stuff. And I wanted to read it verbatim, but that was really the big one for me because like now you what you're going to be labeled a domestic terrorist. If you say you don't like the government, I mean, that they can label that as anti-government because there's no definition. It's fluid. It gives a lot of power to the um, government and law enforcement, which is very dangerous. And we, like as libertarians, hate that concentration of power of people over top of us, especially when um, it violates people's rights to life, liberty, and property. I mean, life, these people were uh, held at gunpoint, liberty, their rights, their constitutional right amendments were trampled upon, and property, civil asset forfeiture. Their stuff was stolen. So. Stolen. I mean, there's no other way to say it. I don't care. We can argue that not you and I, obviously we're all on the same page here, most of us, but those that want to argue it, that is just theft. They just stole from these people and they do it every day. They do it every day. They're just pirates. They're crooks, criminals, and a gang. And uh, we need to weed them out and we need to make sure that the law enforcement that we do have is the cream of the crop and the people that want to hold these other folks accountable. For sure. And I've seen it bragged on social media. For example, there have been police departments that have posted the photos of um, their rides getting tricked out with new decals and stuff like that. And they said it was paid from civil asset forfeiture from money from uh, drug dealers and stuff. And people are applauding them for that. When really, this isn't right. I mean, trampling on people's rights just because they've committed a crime is a very dangerous okay. situation especially when using that power, the government has the ability to make someone a criminal based off of their rules. There needs to be much more critical thinking about this situation here. I mean, uh, having that blanket term of uh, drug dealers or drug users, I mean, is that someone that was smoking a joint at a public park or something? Does his rights deserve to be trampled upon because you know he was just having uh, a little bit of cannabis, marijuana, what? whatever name you want to call it. So now they're going to be able to steal his money and pay for tricking out their new ride. And people are going to applaud for them on social media. People need to wake up to the actual specifics of the story and stop applauding this. Yep. And that, that that's one of the biggest issues that I have with all of this rhetoric and with all of this language is that they're now just defining criminals however they want to the, the, it's just whatever they want to deem criminal activity at this point, they can just deem it. And, uh, or they're, you know, they're trying to, they're trying to. So please contact the people in your uh, city council. Start there, start at your city mayor, start at your, your local government, state government, and then your, your representatives. And uh, we have to stop all of this immediately 
before this continues to spiral out of control, we all know that Biden is just a rambling, non-sentient being who has no control over anything, uh, not even his dogs, which I mourn the death of. His two dogs were, or however many dogs have, were my favorite animals and pets ever on the planet. And one of them just passed. So heart out big time to the dog. Um, get another one and bite more staffers, please. I would greatly appreciate that. And what we missed, and they did not in the comments, I always can count on you very much. Chris Reynolds, attorney. Yep. There we go. That's all I got. <laughs> you so, know who else we should do a plug for? Go ahead. For Jonathan Reels. Yeah, Jonathan Reels. So, unfortunately, this man needs to raise $5,000 to be considered a real candidate. Reels wants to be real. <laughs> so a way you can help him out to become a Reels candidate is go to www.jonathan.cash and uh, you can donate to him there. Again, he needs to raise more than $5,000 so that he can run for US, U.S. House of Representatives. And that's in Alabama. I need to memorize what district that is. I'm not used okay. to states having more than one representative. All right. Mm -hmm. Our state has one and that's all I've had to be concerned with. So. <laughs> He yeah, wants to be a representative in Alabama. He's running for the second district of Alabama. Yeah. Second. But Here we go. close enough. Yeah. yeah. Jonathan Real is a great guy. I had him on my podcast. I think he's doing great. Uh, but we have to get him on the, uh, we have to get him eligible to run. And so it's a little tricky subject over there. And if you didn't know, he's kind of running unopposed. It's, uh, it's just him versus Republicans, like Democrats aren't running. And so it's kind of an easy slam dunk. Uh, but we got to get him legal and legitimate. Um, other than that, we have the tunica plug. As always, I know y'all are hearing about it a bunch, but it's coming right around the corner. We have less than three weeks until July 9th, where Eskimo and myself will be there. Matt Wright, Spike Cohen, Adam Kokesh, Tasha, Super Fan Sarah, um, and Dan, Dan Eskimo, which is his last name now because I just made that up. And okay. so um, Dan Eskimo and Eskimo Libertarian. Yes, myself, my wife, superfan Sarah and her significant other, and then Tasha's dude, and more importantly, Tasha. So um, Tunica, July 9th through 11. Please purchase your tickets now for the room or purchase your room now because after tomorrow, right? After yeah. tomorrow, it goes from 179 a night to 300 a night. And we also have brunch tickets available as well it will be nothing but fun and we are raising money for the state party here because we're very uh low in population a lot of people don't know that about <clears throat> mississippi and so our libertarian party isn't very big but that's because our state doesn't have a lot of people and so we need to be able to do outreach and one of those outreaches is being able to raise uh funds for mercy house teen challenge which we will also be doing at the tunica event uh, i'm sure somebody posted the gofundme link you can also donate to eskimo and myself and we will appropriate those funds correctly, as I have been doing since y'all have been donating this entire time. What else? Uh, yeah, um, maybe give a quick synopsis of Mercy House Teen Challenge and why we need to raise money for them. That'll work. Yes, thank you. Mercy House Teen Challenge is a 14-month residential rehab that we do not charge students to go. Therefore, it's a faith-based drug and alcohol rehabilitation rehabilitation center uh 
I think I said it's 14 months. We don't charge the students. And so it's very difficult to uh, pay the bills when you have 45 to 50 men that are coming off of drugs and alcohol. And so that's part of what we're trying to do is to help them out through a season. Um, it's habitual. Like we're always trying to raise money for them um, on my end, but I'm saying for the tunica event specifically, we're trying to raise as much as that we possibly can to put beans, rice, and Jesus Christ into that facility plus toiletries and everything that they need possible. Uh, they also have just recently opened a mechanic shop so that they can work on people's cars, which is extraordinarily cheap, but not very cheap to run. So it's a lot of charity coming from that organization, and we want to give the charity back and make it a big deal at the Tunica event. Thank you, Eskimo, for reminding me. Gotcha. <laughs> a, little fan, a little Joe Biden. It's one of my favorite gifts with Jim Carrey doing the Joe Biden. That's hilarious to me. And so I think we're good there. Um, talk about whatever you want. I don't know what else to do here. I'm never, I'm, a, I'm always by myself at the end of these things. <laughs> That's okay. Well, we can wrap it up and uh, spend time with our families because it is Father's Day. Happy Father's Day. And Thank uh, you very much. Yeah, for sure. So let's go spend some time with our families. Sounds good to me. Thank you all very much for tuning in. This is the Cajun and Eskimo show. Advocating for a freer world. From bayous. To igloos. See y'all soon.